When it comes to your finances, go for the credit card that's always there for you. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, that means no more waiting for, quote, normal business hours just to get a hold of someone. We're talking real service from real people whenever you need it. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome to the Jill on Money show. It is Monday, December 6th. You know where I'm not, Mark? You know where I'm not going? I am not going to London. I announced that already last week. Got my money back. Thanks to my good friends at American Express Platinum. They are not sponsors of the show, by the way. So we don't know a ton of information about this right now, which I think is causing just generalized anxiety. I talked about this last week, the day after we had that big sell-off in the stock market. You know, uh, I, I just think that when you don't have a lot of information, when we don't know whether this is sort of a nothing burger or whether this is a thing then you as an investor might say, hey, you know what? Uh, I'll just take the path of least resistance. I was amused, Mark, by the way, when I was watching some financial television, something or other, and they talked about November being the first month of the year where bonds beat stocks. And this is also the month of the year where everyone's like, I don't want to own bonds. I'm selling them all. <laughs> so there's your contraindicator. Just when you thought you knew what was going to happen, you don't. You know, last week it was nutty because I'm writing this book. I'm currently writing the book. I did a TV segment out of the blue. I had to get a lot of stuff done thinking that I was going to London. But then, of course, now I have all this free time, which is great. Um, do you have some free time? Would you like to come spend some of that free time with us here at the Jill on Money show with me and Mark? We would love to have you. All you need to do is go to our website, jillonmoney.com, jillonmoney.com. Click the contact button. Tell us what your financial question is. And when we get that question, you know, give us a lot of info. Please also let us know if you'll come on the air with us. That is what Rebecca did. Rebecca is on the line from Seattle. What is on your mind? How can we help you out? Um, well, I have a few questions. I guess I'll start with the first one. Um, so uh, about like 10 years ago, I had a lot of credit card debt and student loans, and I didn't have an emergency fund. And uh I was tired of being that way. So I worked really hard to save money, get out of credit card debt, pay off my student loans. And I did all of that. And then I finally had an emergency fund that was fully funded. And then I decided to go back to graduate school. Just for um, fun, huh? Just for fun. Because <laughs> I missed having student loans. But um, but uh, so I acquired more student loans, um, but only like 22000 And then uh, I graduated right at the beginning of the pandemic. So I graduated into the stoppage. So over the course of the pandemic, I had made a plan to like pay my student loans off by the end of 2021. 
anyway, like before the pandemic, because I was in a position to like already have a job and be able to save enough money to do that. So I, instead of paying on the loans, I essentially just soft all that money into my savings account. And so when we have to start paying student loans again, I'll be able to pay off the 22,000 like all at once. Oh, great. Um, so you basically then, said, if we're in forbearance at 0%, I'll just sock the money away. I'll have it. And you've done that. So how much is in the savings account right now? Um, right now I have 42,000 and 20 of that is essentially my emergency fund, my like uh, around 12 months of living expenses. Mm -hmm. Great. Um, but, Can I ask um, you a question about the graduate yes. degree? Did getting that graduate degree amount to earning more money or did you do it for a different reason? I work in libraries and in order to move up and be able to do different, more challenging things, I had to get the graduate degree in order to open that door for myself. I see. So, so it's like a master's in library sciences or something? Yes, correct. Oh, that, that's a very excellent, interesting degree. Okay, so how much do you make in your world of libraries? Uh, I currently make about 56000 a year. How is that cash flow wise? So you're going to, so let's wind the clock forward. It's January. You've paid off your student loans and you have $20,000 in savings. Now tell me, how's the $56,000 working for your cash flow? Um, it's working great. I mean, I have fairly low expenses. I live with my partner and he has a mortgage, but I don't pay any of the mortgage, I just mainly pay like uh, HOA fees and like utilities. Um, so my expenses are fairly low, even though I live in Seattle, which is high cost of living. Well, you got a good partner. That's excellent. And you and your yeah. partner keep your financial lives separate? Yes, correct. Okay. What about your retirement contributions? What do you do based on that $56,000? Uh, I fully fund a Roth IRA every year. And then through my uh, employer, I actually have a pension. Do you have to contribute to the pension? I do. It's roughly, I think, around 6%. Nothing else besides that. In other words, there's no 403B or Section 457 plan. Uh, no, I have an old retirement 403B from a old employer. How much is in that old plan? Um, that one currently has around 45000 in it. It's not a Roth one. It's a... Traditional. Traditional. Uh -huh. How much money is in your Roth IRA right now? Uh, that one has around 115000 I think. That's great. How old are you, Rebecca? I am 43. You have any kids? Uh, nope, no kids. Okay. Just a bunch of nieces and uh, one nephew. <laughs> fabulous. It's a much better position, believe me. It's much yeah. easier. So now uh, I think I have most of this down. So what are your three questions? Um, my three questions are once I pay off my student loans, I'm going to have roughly uh, $900 a month of extra money for the first time in my life ever. And I'm not really sure what to do with it. I do have access through my employer. I could do a 403B. And I believe I have a Roth option, so I could do that. Or I was wondering if I should just open like a, just a brokerage account mm -hmm. or if maybe I should do both. Tell me a little bit about what you think your game plan is, how long you would continue working and what your pension might be at the time you decide to call it quits. 
Well, my plan is to hopefully work until I'm 68. My partner is a few years younger than me, and he is actually in aviation. And so he mandatorily has to retire at 65. Um, uh-huh. And when he mandatorily retires, that's when I was planning to retire. So around 68. Mm-hmm. And then about that time, my pension should be around 3000 a month. So even though you have a pension, are you also entitled to Social Security? Uh, yes, I am. I mean, the $3,000 a month is a pretty fat pension for you. Yeah. Because yeah. what I'm hearing is you don't spend a lot of money. Maybe your um, your partner does some more income than you do and is carrying some of those expenses. So that's very good news in general. Oh, wait, one other question. Just because you work for, it sounds like a municipality or a university, university. do you happen to know where that 403B is held? Like what are the options for like the big company that holds the plan? I believe it's, I could go with either Fidelity or TIAA. Interesting. Mark, do you want to do Fidelity, TIAA or a brokerage account? Yeah, Mark is suggesting 50-50. So of the $900, $450 goes into a Roth 403B. $450 would go into a brokerage account. Where do you hold your your Roth IRA right now? Uh, I hold that at Vanguard. Okay, so I would open up in a second account at Vanguard. And you can just have build it up. Just start with your $450 and you can put... I mean, I don't know how do you feel about risk, but you could put say three hundred in a in a extended market index fund, stock index, a little bit in a bond index, and just go from there and put it on autopilot. Just do it. And for the Roth four hundred three B, you know, you could either use Fidelity or TIAA. Totally does not matter. I like TIAA, but you already have a pension, so I'm not so concerned about an annuity option. But if you want to use Fidelity, that's great. But I like the idea of splitting it as well because not because of anything bad is happening, but simply because I think it would be kind of nice for you to just have some money that's outside of retirement and accessible to you before a retirement age, you know, before 59 and a half. So I think that, that that's a good plan. The old 403B, I mean, you could move it. Where is that held right now? Oh, it's actually held through another state through their retirement system. It's held in Florida retirement mm-hmm. system. Do you feel compelled to move it or is leaving it there fine? Uh, no, leaving it there is fine. Uh, one question I had was if I should convert it, like basically move it and convert it to Roth. I mean, I'd mm-hmm. like you to convert it. However, you don't have the money to pay the taxes. Yeah. <laughs> so was... what you'd have to do is, especially because you know, you're know you in a low tax bracket right now. That's the other piece of this, right? that, you know, you could, you could probably convert it a little by little and do that just fine. Um, It's not a ton of money and it would be nice to convert it, but you've got to have the cash available. So if you think you, you are inclined to just leave it as is, that's fine. It really, don't, don't worry because you're going to have, you have Roth money. That's where you're putting your money. It's fine that if some part of this money is taxed later, but honestly, I, I wouldn't go nutty. I mean, I know we love having Roth conversions. It's great. But I also want you to have a little bit more of a liquidity. If if for some reason someone like popped 25 grand in your lap and you had an extra, some extra money, we would convert it and move on. But I wouldn't deplete your cash to do it. So that is our first question was your extra $900 a month. We're going to split it between a brokerage account and your Roth 403B. Okay. Mm-hmm. Definitely a Roth. What's question number two? 
Uh, it was actually about whether I should take the money in the Florida retirement system and convert it to Roth. So we did that one as well. <laughs> I love it. And what's number three? Um, so number three is a bit more of a bummer. Uh, my father recently passed away mm-hmm. and he, he did leave my brother and I money and we're not entirely sure what to do with it. Our goal for it is to essentially just hoard it and use it in the event that our mother requires care towards the end of her life, like mm-hmm. home health care or yeah. any type of care like that. But How old is your mom? She is 76. And is she in good health? Uh, she's in okay health. How much money was left to you and your brother? Um, 170000 And then we also have his house that we are going to sell once it goes through the probate process. Mm. Um, and the house is worth probably around 150000 Okay. So let's just call it, you know, when all is said and done, you pay whatever expenses, there's $300,000. Tell us about the financial condition your mother is in right now. So her health is okay, but she collects Social Security? Uh, yes, she collects Social Security. She was getting half of my father's Navy retirement pay. That went away when he passed away. But now she is eligible for survivor's benefit for Social Security. So her Social Security is actually going way up, like enough to cover her Social Security that she was getting, plus the essentially the Navy retirement Mm. that she's missing out on. And she Mm -hmm. does still work. So she works part time just because she likes to. And I don't know, I think likes the social aspect and just getting out of the house and stuff. Oh, that's great. Does she have any savings herself or is this 300000 kind of it? Uh, it's kind of it. She has like a very small emergency fund, but outside of that, she doesn't really have anything else. So here's the thing with this $300,000. It might be that you do not have to just keep it all 100% liquid. It's hard though. I mean, I hate to have you sit in cash. She's 76 and even if her health is just okay, she could live for, you know, there's nothing... There's nothing imminent in your mind about her health, right? Yeah, no, we're not expecting her to pass away anytime in the near future. One thing that you could do is you and your brother could sort of build a very boring portfolio for her where like maybe there's 20% in stocks and 80% is really safe, boring stuff. And that the only reason why I would like some portion in stocks is that You know, if there is inflation that does persist beyond this weirdo period, I think that it's nice to have some stock position in there, you know, and I would always have a year of her expenses in cash, right? And then maybe you could have some, maybe you would buy some CDs, um, you could do laddered CDs, you could have intermediate term bond fund, and then really only like 20% in stocks. Mark, do you feel comfortable having any of that invested? Because I just, I just want to cover us in case mom actually lives a little bit longer than we expect. All right. So Mark says he wants maybe 60 in bonds and 40 in stocks. I don't know. I, it really does depend on like what her trajectory is. Can you do this or, do, or your brother can do this? Like, do you feel comfortable managing it or do we need to get you somebody to figure this out? I would feel comfortable. I mean, I manage my own stuff. I mean, and- if you opened up a Vanguard account, you'd open up a joint account with your brother, right? Mm-hmm. And you guys should talk about this and come up with an allocation that you guys feel comfortable with, right? And whether it's 
60 bonds and 40 stock or 70, 30 or 80, 20, but you guys have to come together and have a discussion about that and essentially use lowest cost options. And I do think it's important to keep a year of her expenses in the bank. I mean, not in the bank, but in a money market, you know, really very, very low risk, just in case. Does she own her own home? Uh, No, she rents. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a good game plan. You know, again, this is something that is going to take some conversation and, and make sure that she feels comfortable and your brother feels comfortable with it. So thank you so much for joining us today. That is Rebecca in Seattle. Anything on your mind, go to the website, jillonmoney.com, click the contact button, and we will get your note. And don't forget to let us know if you're willing to come on the air. Hey, by the way, check out our sister broadcast. It's called Eye on Money. You can download it wherever you get your podcasts, or if you need a little linkage, just go to the website. It's there. Please, please, please check it out. It's fun. And Mark is on the air. So beginning of the week, uh, the first Monday in December. I love the month of December. You'll all learn why very soon. Please do something nice for someone else today. Grit, growth, grace. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.